Welcome to Actions Antidotes, your antidote to the mindset that keeps you settling for less. We're at an interesting cultural moment, especially with respect to our work culture right now. People have put most of the pandemic or the fear related to the pandemic behind them. And now we're trying to decide what to make of our work culture, given that a lot of people have gotten used to remote work. Some people have even moved to other cities or other places to work remotely. Uh, Yet there are some leaders of organizations that are concerned about how to foster the team camaraderie. And some are calling for bringing people back to the office or some kind of a hybrid type of schedule where we can still have that camaraderie. It's a challenge that a lot of us are trying to solve. How do you really still feel close and still feel connected to your teammates? My guest today, Irina Bogatua, is a product manager with uh, Welljo, a platform that helps uh, these remote organizations find ways to foster better work environments as well as bring your coworkers together represents one of the possible solutions that we may have in this particular cultural moment. Irina, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Stefan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, That is awesome. And so first, let's start. Tell us a little bit about Welljo, about what your product does. Yes, of course. That Welljo, it's a platform for remote teams that helps with the engagement, collaboration, and avoiding burnouts. And uh, actually, it's like challenges. It's team challenges that every week, for example, a team uh, can uh, make meditations, workouts, or collaboration challenges that every day they have short meetings for 15 minutes where they exchange their ideas, learn something new about each other. We believe that this kind of solution can help people to just improve their team bonding during remote work because remote work, we understand that it has some disadvantages and we want to help with it. Uh, What do you think are like the key advantages and disadvantages of of that, you know, working remotely, whether it be from home or whether it be some of these nomads that we see that have a job and then just kind of move, move around? Yes, of course. That We've done a lot of research on this topic, and I can say that people usually mentioned that the main advantage of remote work is that you work flexible. Yeah, that uh, sometimes you can not only work, but, uh, I don't know, wash uh, your clothes in washing machine or just do something else. You can go outside and to walk. Uh, You can, I don't know, cook your food for your lunch. And uh, it's all advantages. Uh, But disadvantages is that you're in your home. Sometimes your family can be at home at the same time and they just can distract you. Or if you're working, you know, that in kitchen, once I heard that uh, the girl said that you're working in kitchen and you are sitting nearly the fridge. And it's very difficult to not to, when you're nervous, don't eat something from your mm-hmm. fridge. That just you're thinking that, oh, I bought something tasty yesterday. And uh, it's, uh, I know, such kind of things, it's like disadvantages. And also that 
sometimes, yeah, family can distract you, that someone think that you are not working at all, that if you are at home, it means yeah. that you're at home. And uh, yeah, that uh, somebody can come to you and ask something. But sometimes people who is alone, actually, they feeling more isolation. They started to feel more loneliness. A lot of cases of depression Mm -hmm. or lack of communication. People started to be more close or just, yeah, that's such kind of things. And all of this, unfortunately, um, goes to burnout. I would say that it's a main disadvantage of remote work, unfortunately. Yeah, it's tough because I was commenting this. I think I mentioned this to about four different people in different settings over the course of this week, this past week, that right now we have a setup in life where theoretically someone could go a month without leaving their house. If they're Mm -hmm. working remotely, they get all their food delivered, everything ordered, delivered through Amazon. To me, it doesn't feel like there's any way that that's really healthy. As much as we love that flexibility, there's something kind of missing from it. And Mm -hmm. so one of the questions I always had is because right now there are some people who are thinking the only way to tackle these problems is to to go back, to go Mm -hmm. back to the old way. But there's a lot of evidence that the old way of work uh, wasn't working either. And I remember the Gallup uh, employee engagement survey from 2019, the year before the pandemic, saying that only a little bit over a third of all employees, and this is in the US, I think the number globally was actually even a little bit lower than that, are actually truly engaged in their work. And there's a number of different uh, factors for this. So do you envision a a setup for work as we kind of look through all these factors, the positives and negatives about remote work, a lot of other people's ideas behind hybrid or shared workspaces or other kind of ways to set it up where we can have it be better than what it was before the pandemic and have better engagement. And as you mentioned, that burnout's probably a really big factor in that. I would say that everyone needs something personal. Yeah, for someone, it works when you are working at home. Yeah, that uh, they are not distracting by something. For someone, works, yeah, going to, I don't know, co-workings, for example. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they are working from uh, another place. For someone, cafe works the best because, I don't know, their music and they are focusing more during listening to music it's you know i think that all such kind of things it starts from understanding of yourself just to observe yeah what works the best for me that for example i i can say that for me in the beginning of pandemic that it was very hard to work from home because i'm very distractful person if my roommate at home and uh, she's, uh, I don't know, free and I can talk to her, good. That And I can't work during this time. Or if I know that really something tasty in my refrigerator. Or if I understand that, oh, that, uh, I don't know, that I just can't be fo- fully focused. Yeah, that I try to do something else, not my work. And then I started to observe, yeah, that what works better, when I can focus. And 
I also noticed that I can work from home, yes, that just uh, more effectively uh, during the time from four to eight. Yeah, that from 12 to four, uh, my focus is not so good. Mm. And I'm more uh, old person. And then I just started to notice that, um, I don't know, that sometimes for me works co-working place. I can be focused too, that I have this feeling that uh, they are working and I need to work. And sometimes I just want to be home. And uh, for me, it's uh, absolutely good uh, fit. Uh, and I can say that uh, for my colleagues, yes, for someone works cafes as well, for someone home, for someone co-working, for someone hybrid type of work, for someone fully remote, someone can't without uh, communication. And uh, they try to invite their friends, for example, to work with them from their apartment. Yeah, that oh, it yeah. depends on different people. And I, I can say that it uh, all starts from understanding of yourself that what works better for me. But for it, you need to try all these options and just to choose. And don't try to criticize yourself try to understand that how to improve it and uh, or just yeah that what works better for you try different options and choose now do people's different work preferences i guess like once we all figure all this stuff out when mm -hmm. you're working in a close team do they ever get in each other's way like does there have to be some sort of a collaboration with your team members where there's some of the work that you're doing together or some of the meetings you're having where you have to have a conversation and maybe compromise a little bit on say your preferred times you know, say like well 12 to 4 i'm never focused but at some point in some days of the week i might need to do a little bit of this 12 to 4 time because so many of my other teammates have that and that's when we're going to have our brainstorming session yes i would say that again in this case the best thing that just understanding of yourself and uh, just what works for you that collaborational things i can say that now we have a lot of i don't know different tools that can be helpful in this case yeah that we can uh, for example that we are in Veljo just try to implement uh, collaboration through challenges you can do it not every day. You can set up more appropriate time for you. For example, for you, it works like 9 uh, a.m. For me, I don't know, another time. But if we are a big team, that uh, more, I would say that anyway, that someone who has similar time, more closer to you, yeah, that uh, he will be in your company. And in this case, or just maybe it's not your company. It can be another company where you can exchange your experiences uh, and ideas and knowledge. But uh, I can say that in this case, you know, that it's not like every day you're doing something uh, like this, that you understand yourself, yeah, that you can work productively from this time to this time. And uh, then just for you, more appropriate to talk to somebody, I don't know, this period of time. But uh, anyway, if you understand that sometimes, yeah, you have a meeting that you need to participate, even if you're understand that maybe you will be not productive or something just after that you need to understand how to 
recover or mm-hmm. just what will help you to feel better after that because yeah that even if i can be focused during this time yeah that i just understand okay i will try yeah that yeah. i just will be trying during this time hardly and after that i will drink tea or go for a walk or just do something simple that will um help me to feel better and yeah. i think that's the main point yeah that of all of uh, such kind of things that sometimes unfortunately we need to do something that we don't want to do but in this case we just need to understand how to help yourself to feel better how much of it is trying to minimize the i don't want to do it whether it be at the time of day when you're normally not at your best or the types of tasks that you just naturally don't excel at because of who you are, which is something we're also trying to all figure out versus the recovery of saying, I mean, one of the advantages of remote work, I'll be honest, is that you could take a nap and get back to it in your bed. I assume nearly all people in their homes, apartments have access to a bed, right? So, but obviously. If you're always recovering from something, that's not necessarily a good setup. Yeah, I hear you. And uh, I can say that I'm still learning as well, that uh, I just see that uh, sometimes it's good to push yourself to do something, but you need to understand that after that, yeah, that uh, it has a price. Yeah, that I just mean that if you decided decide to work from uh, 8 a.m. to, I don't know, 9 p.m., yeah, or just 12 hours, and you understand that you need to do that, uh, okay, but then you just need to understand that, okay, that maybe on weekend I should do nothing and I need to cancel my plans or that just, you know, that again, that it's all, as I said, started from understanding of yourself that just to observe that sometimes you are doing this and what kind of issues maybe you have, what kind of struggles and to what helps you with these struggles. I don't say that you need always to recover, of course, and just relax and chill and anything. But uh, I can say that uh, we are all try to find this balance, try to find, yeah, where we can be working productively, yeah, efficiently. And when we can do something for ourselves just to feel fulfillment from life and to be satisfied because if you we are trying overwork or just trying to achieve a lot of goals and just pushing yourself that I need to do that and just forget about sleep, food, anything then we will feel emptiness inside mm-hmm. of us and just uh, uh, we need to recover it. And because of that, it's good to balance and try to understand that, okay, that if I'm working like this now, 
I would say that it's good to understand yourself and just to observe that when you have more energy and just if you have more energy during this time, try to do hard tasks during this time because sometimes we can work nine hours, but it can be nothing just because we are tired or something. Yeah, but when we have full of energy, we can work one hour and it can be the most productive hour in our life. I would say that So because of that, it just depends. We need to observe and uh, make some takeaways from all of this and just try to understand what works for me. Because for someone it can work, but it doesn't mean that it works for you too. Now, is this observation, figuring out what works for you, part of the WellJo platform? In this case, we're just in the beginning of starting our work, yeah, our challenges. We are making a survey, a short, a short survey, where we uh, try to understand, yeah, that needs, uh, interests, just motivation of the person, their priorities. And after that, we can give them tools, what they're interested in. But I can say that observation, no, that unfortunately, I would say that it's more, we can help maybe in some ways, but anyway, full uh, responsibility on us, yeah, that just to understand what works for me. So of all the things that people need to be productive individuals, people need some consistency, but also some variety, people needing rest, people needing sunshine, people needing actual exposure to sunshine, people needing social interaction. Are there any aspects of these needs that are most commonly ignored when people are observing themselves, when they say, oh, I didn't think about I'm not getting enough daylight. I didn't think about I'm not getting any time in nature because people tend to think of it only in a narrower set. I would say that, again, it's also personal because I can say that about daylight, about all of these things, I was listening to a podcast by Andrew Huberman, who is a scientist from Stanford. He mentioned uh, about daylight. In the beginning of the day, you need to see sun, the sun. Then you need to uh, drink glass of water. Then you need to do some exercises, meditation. Yeah, but I can say that it's very cool. Yeah, it's very good things if you have it in your life, but someone doesn't. I can say that for somebody, it's not necessary even that... Uh, when they wake up, they are doing something else, but they're feeling not worse. And it's their life. Yeah, that mainly, mm-hmm. yes, that mainly that like daylight and all such kind of things. Yeah, walking, right food, yeah, that healthy food with all nutrients and all vitamins that we need. But again, it's so personal because uh, sometimes uh, somebody can eat uh, 
not burgers, yeah, but just some kind of food, not so healthy maybe, but be fully healthy at the same time. Yeah, and someone can eat, I don't know, just uh, fruits, vegetables, yeah, that uh, everything is right, but uh, they have some problems with health. And I can say that it's all so personal. In this case, we just need to understand our health, yeah, our physical health, our needs that uh, for example, this kind of thing that you mentioned, yeah, daylight and just, I don't know, meditation maybe that Andrew Huberman mentioned in his podcast as well, that I would say that if you feel that you need it or some people that just me, for example, I'm pretty anxious person. And I mm. can say that for me, it works. Yeah, that for me, it's necessary to have some workouts, meditations. Yeah, because I'm just feeling calmer when I'm doing it. But some people, they just don't need it. They are pretty confident and without meditations, they know themselves. Maybe they have another type of meditation, just doing something, mm -hmm. yeah, fully concentrated and flow, and that's it. And uh, I can say that because of that, setup can be absolutely different, but I would recommend anyway, just uh, because it's uh, scientifically proved more people need it, Mm -hmm. That again, it's uh, enough water, it's walking because during the remote work, usually people work from home. Yeah. And some people usually don't move. It's bad. Uh, we all understand it. And a lot of research also shows that because of remote work, people started to eat uh, more sugar, more hamburgers and this kind of food. And because of that, now, uh, the level of people who suffers from diabetes, unfortunately, increased. Now, because of that, we just need to be conscious in our health, yeah, that what we are eating, what we are drinking, yeah, it's Coca-Cola or water. Are we moving during the day? Because anyway, that our body, it needs activities, and communication, anyway, that during the remote work, now some people who are alone in their apartments or their just workplaces, that some yeah. of them, that uh, it's recommended for them just to talk to their close people or just to try to meet new people. Yeah, because uh, unfortunately, again, that depression increased too. And just it's good to understand your problems, what gives you this state of mind, yeah, why are you feeling so, and how can you help in this case? What do you think, given where our work culture is today? And I know this is 2023, a lot of our work culture is up in the air, and there's so many different organizations with so many different ideas. But where we are today, what do you think is the number one thing that gets in the way of each and every person being able to do their individual iterative process to find out a setup that works for them to be at their best? It's knowing your priorities or just, you know, that uh, now psychotherapy is very popular because mm -hmm. it's a type of communication when you have a lot of questions regarding your problems or just regarding yourself and uh, you try to reflect on it and i would say that in this case yeah it's self-reflection it's just understanding who you are and what you need and your priorities 
for example, the number one priority is their family, yeah, probably if their employer knows that family for them is number one, yeah, it's better just not to give him work yeah, during the weekend or just mm, yeah. uh, overwhelm him. Yeah, and when employer and his employee understand each other's needs, goals, uh, not uh, maybe some details, but just in common. Yeah, that I understand that you, for you, it's important to travel or just to have other kind of activities, not only your work, because you are a creative person and you need it. And just in this case, I would say that just uh, understanding uh, that, uh, that understanding and uh, respecting. Yeah, because we are all people, all people, and uh, we are not robots who can work uh, 24 uh, <laughs> And uh, because of that, uh, just if your employer conscious and uh, he understand that you are human too and uh, you have your family or just you have your hobbies or anything, it's already a good thing. And I would say that the good culture starts exactly from it, that when employer synchronized with the interests of their employees, yeah, or just understand that what's important for their employees and respect that. And uh, uh, for employees, yeah, that it's good to see that recognition, yeah, that they are important, they are doing something for their work and uh, that it has a goal. It's not just a process, yeah, about anything. That anyway, that now culture to build a good and strong culture that it um, requires just f- full understanding of each other. An employer should invest in their employees, yeah, to support them, understand their needs. Aha, uh-huh, you that my employees now has a more feeling more tired or just I'm I see that marketing department their performance now is not so good okay it's good to talk to them and understand why their performance not so good aha uh-huh, I understand that they are don't know why they are doing it don't understand their goal yeah and it's good to talk about their goal to just set it define it and uh, yeah that I would say that all cultural kind of things and big cultures it's first about talk. So when employer and employees are synchronized with their interests and needs, just support each other. That employee does something for their employer and they are not doing something because uh, just, oh, it's my work, that they are doing something and uh, they need to do it not need, but it's good when people do something when they feel like this and just it's really their interest and they understand why they are doing it. Because in this case, unsuccessful companies come and uh, employer as well. They need to understand, yeah, that their employees can't work 24-7 and they need to relax and they need to have a good rest and sometimes to have vacation and just to support yeah. not to destroy it's like a flower that needs water and just employer yeah from their side need to water this flower and mm. employee from their side need to do their best in this case if you're working in this place i know you chose it Try yeah. to do something meaningful. 
That makes sense. So it sounds like, first of all, on the employee side, the same way we were talking about, we need to understand who we are and how we work best. But on the employer side, uh, there needs to be kind of some respect for that, which is something that I don't necessarily always see in, say, more traditional organizations where they just say, have a top-down structure and say, this is how we work. We work from here to here. We do these systems. We use these tools. We have this set of policies, essentially. Do you think that coming to this recognition on both ends is a bit more of a challenge at bigger organizations versus small to medium-sized companies and startups? I think that a lot of people still feel that it's strange. Yeah, that your yeah. that if you want your employee works good and gives you best results, he needs vacation. And for you, it's like why that how who will be working? Yeah, if he took this vacation, or if he I don't know works eight hours a day no more, or if he wants uh, to have a psychotherapist or anyone, or yep. he asks for some help from you, you, why? You need to be strong. You need to be always full of energy, achieve the best result that we can. And just, it sounds a little bit like, again, maybe strange for some people. And because of that, I would say that uh, more old generation, if I can say so, and companies uh, that... uh, was uh, built 20 years ago ago or maybe even 10 and just sometimes young companies as well that i can say that for them it's just difficult to understand that people in this case can work more productively and mm-hmm. uh, also i can say that all of that has a reason. Before that, I was thinking, for example, about my parents. Yeah, that when I was talking to my parents, yeah, to my mom, that for me, it's important that my work is interesting for me. For her, it was like weird to maybe hear because you need to earn money, that you get money from your work. Yeah, that uh, it's good. uh, uh, You have good colleagues, that nobody insults you there it's already good and i just understand that all of that has a like history because during old time people uh had work just not to have hunger because they need money to buy food and anything they need yeah Hmm. and now during this time we have um, a lot of things Like we're more secure in those like physiological needs. Yes. And we started to think that, oh, what's interesting for me? Yeah, that what can I do just and be uh, obsessed with that? Yeah, just where's my passion? And now we have these kind of questions in our head, uh, just, oh, how I can unleash my potential. And during that time, people didn't think about it. And because of that, you know, that for them, they have other priorities. They think that we pay money. Yeah, you need to work. I don't know and yeah. give this money back. Yeah, from my business. Some people still think like from that time. Yeah, that I'm paying you, and you need to pay me back by yourself. Yeah, just mm-hmm. do everything I tell you. But now 
we started to be more conscious. Yeah, internet, psychotherapy, self-reflection, how it's uh, in USA now, but in some countries, psychotherapy is still something very weird and that you are sick or why do you need psychologists or psychotherapists? And, um, you know, that, and because of that, I would say that uh, people now that some companies still uh, think in old way and some companies who understand that now it's a lot of stress, it's not only work. Yeah, we really live in a stressful time when, I don't know, pandemic uh, that then uh, when, I don't know, you don't understand what's happening. Yeah, a lot of people die and uh, just uh, you need to be at home. And now, yeah, that the war uh, that between Ukraine in Russia, that, uh, I don't know, this earthquake that was in Turkey, this news, uh, I don't know, makes yeah. you feel anxious and nervous that, oh my God, the life is so fragile. And uh, that just uh, you start to think not only about your work, but about your life too. And uh, in this case, with what I'm doing, yeah. And in this case, of course, employer needs to understand and respect it. It's just we are yeah. all human that uh, we have our basic needs. Yeah, that of course we need money, but uh, life is short and uh, we need to do something out of our work. And uh, sometimes, not sometimes, it's always, I think that when people doing something out of their work, yeah, and enjoying their life, they are more efficient and productive than anybody else who can work, I don't know, 24 or 7. We actually have a similar uh, kind of divide in general on therapy. I think um, my generation in the U.S. refer to us as, as millennials. I don't know what other countries have those terms, but uh, amongst millennials, it's kind of pretty normalized to seek a psychotherapist, like to go to it, go into therapy. A millennial will say to another millennial, I was talking to my therapist the other day, just casually dropping the conversation. It doesn't matter. I think amongst some older generations, there might be some sectors of it where it's still taboo. I know in the Colorado startup community, it's definitely not taboo. In the Colorado startup community, people just say therapists, you know, all the time. So and I think that's a really good trend that we have. And it's interesting because it seems like what we're talking about is that our challenges kind of have changed and that in the old school, the factory days, whatever, our challenge was basically security around meeting our physiological needs. Our challenge was we need food, we need water, we need shelter. And how do we make sure that we don't feel any degree of insecurity? And now we've transitioned to, especially as you mentioned, the internet, an era where our challenge is around meaning and anxiety. And it reminds me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, where, you know, at the base is the physiological need. I need water, I need shelter, I need food right now, and then then the security. And then um the next level on that is belonging, you know, mm-hmm. kind of belonging, community, feeling, you know, some of that social interaction, which is where I think a lot more of our stuff is now because the internet opened everyone up to everything. And so now it's incumbent on us to figure out where do I belong? It used to be you had your community that you lived in, your geographical location, and you found a way best as you can to fit in, to belong in that, whatever that geographical location was like. 
And if you really couldn't do it, you moved and found a way to move. But now there's just so many other options. And I think one of the things that at least my generation is trying to do is process all those options and say, how do we bring in all these options, which gives a chance to bring something better because it gives us individuals more choices as we go through that journey. There's just so much information right now. And you do a Google search and what you get is just whoever paid for the AdWords or whoever put in the right keywords into their SEO stuff. It's not necessarily like the best way to get you the thing that you need at this moment in time or you know what you're looking for. And hopefully we find a, a solution to that soon. Yes, of course. I'm feeling the same about psychotherapy and that self-reflection and this kind of thing becomes more popular and just casual kind of thing. It's good to understand yourself. It's good to understand what you like and what you dislike. Because if you don't think about yourself, yeah, don't self-reflect that uh, and uh, just during an old time, yeah, that before that, People just weren't thinking about it. And uh, yeah, that it's just good to understand who you are, that what you like, how can you work, that what's important for you. That And now we have also a lot of opportunity that I can say people can, uh, I don't know, start their podcast if they want, or just be a blogger and uh, make some videos on TikTok and earn uh, some money from it, mm-hmm. uh, or just be a blogger on uh, Instagram. And it's very yeah. cool. But again, that all these things, they provoke not only these positive things, but just uh, unfortunately that, again, you try to just compare themselves with this picture. Yeah, that someone yeah. successful, someone has beautiful body, someone uh, has this life and I want to and that it means that I'm miserable if I don't have it. And uh, it's another one uh, side of the coin But, and because of that, it's good to understand yourself and just to understand that you don't need it. You're another person. You have your potential in something else. Yeah, maybe you're a good painter and you didn't try even to paint and to draw something. Or you can be a good singer, or you're a good uh, product manager, or you want to uh, create a company, not because, I don't know, to prove somebody that you are cool and the best and you can achieve everything by yourself, but because you really want it, yeah, because you like and uh, psychotherapy, I think, helps in this case just to unleash potential of a lot of people. Yeah. If you understand yourself and just stop comparing yourself with someone, you, I don't know, that I think that it's more um, possibility and likelihood that you can do something uh, really cool, like nobody can do, only you. And uh, I can say Mm -hmm. that it's uh, um, very cool that now we have this opportunity and just it's good to have these questions it's good to live your life like you really want not because somebody said in the past that you need to do that and you try to do that yeah uh, because i think the moment the past was around 1905 in, in in u.s folklore that henry ford and a couple other people basically said 
eight hours work, eight hours rest, eight hours play. And that's pretty much how most of our work standards up till today have come about. And so I really, I really am hopeful for this kind of new way of thinking where we trust employees or the people we work with to care without us having to have a heavy handed micromanage, constantly monitoring type of thing, and way more efficient. I think some of the least efficient economies historically have been ones where people monitor their citizens and spend up to 15 to 25% of their national resources monitoring their citizens. And and those economies, whenever that happens, have kind of always been shown to not work quite as well. Before we wrap up, Irina, I just want to give you a chance to give my audience a way of contacting you about Welljo. Um, if anyone out there is in a remote work situation, starting a remote work team and wants to you know, find a way to bring some of these challenges, some of these kind of group camaraderie building activities into their workplace, uh, what will be a, the web address or email, best way to get some more information? Uh, yes, uh, our website is welljo.io, uh, but of course they can uh, just tax me on my email if it's uh, if it works, that it's irinabgatova, uh, gmail, uh, dot com and uh, yeah. And that, that's Welljo, W-E-L-J-O dot I-O, correct? Yeah. Yeah, thank and, you. Um, and then uh, your last name is, uh, for those of us in the U.S., B-G- B-G- yes, B-G-A-T-O-V-A. Yes, B-G-A-T-O-V-A. Yes, B-G-A-T-O-V-A. And then at gmail.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. And Irina, thank you so much for joining us today on Actions Anecdotes and um, sharing some of your insights about how our our work culture is transitioning and how we can like kind of look at where we are now and come up with a way to address some of these negatives of the remote work. We all love the positives. I love being able to cook a meal in the middle of the day. I love being able to take a bike ride in the middle of the day. But obviously the isolation uh, can be a a little bit of a challenge for, for people depending on what situations they have. And I know that there's a lot of people in some organizations that are concerned about how well their employees are building relationships with each other, building the camaraderie with each other. So um, thank you so much for sharing all those ideas with us. And I would also like to thank all the listeners out there for um, tuning in to Actions Antidotes for listening to the episodes. And hopefully you all are getting ideas about how you can introduce new habits into your life, introduce new ideas, figure out who you are, figure out what you want to do, and then go out there and actually get it. Tell the world, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, that you are worthy of having this life that you really want, as opposed to uh, what I refer to as living by the script, which is, you know, all the, the people, what the people in the past told you, you should be. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope all this information was really helpful for everyone who listened to it. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Wish you good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. 